0: Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelssohn. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really excited to have with me Esprit Devora. Esprit is... Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Esprit is the girl who gets it done yes. and is the founder of We Are Tech, a network of podcasts focused on tech and startup lifestyle, including We Are LA Tech, Hello Customer, and the Women in Tech podcasts. Esprit... Welcome to the show.
1: So proud of my shows. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, Jeff, to be here. This is cool. And I have so many big ideas. So many big ideas. So I'm ready to and get into it. We're going to squeeze them
0: all in. <laughs> we're going to squeeze them all in here. So just as an aside, Esprit and I have known each other for a number of years now. Yeah. We've been following each other's uh, each other's careers. And it's always been fun to see the new stuff that she is cranking out because she has a storied career and a great trajectory. And she's only getting started. So, Espri, can you please take a few minutes and tell us a little about what makes you amazing?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for the compliment, Jeff. And as I said, just for your community exclusively, I gave Jeff a link. So if you guys wanted to book one-on-one time with me, a 15-minute time slot, uh, happy to help everybody. As Jeff mentioned, my background is in podcasting. I've been podcasting since 2013. I've produced over 700 episodes, championing people around the world. My Women in Tech podcast has featured women from over 100 countries. I've literally flown to Bosnia, flown to Kazakhstan, driven. Even across the US, just the list goes on. And we are LA Tech Highlights, LA Tech startups and talent. And then I have the Hello Customer podcast where I've interviewed large companies like Levi's and Zappos, how they deliver extraordinary customer experience. I'm just launching the Brag podcast, Business Women Reaching, All Inspiring Greatness. I really love to utilize podcasting to elevate people, to champion people. I mean, I think the through line through my entire career is unifying community. And uh, that doesn't change. But because this is the big tip podcast, I'm going to start it off with something grand to the most recent lesson that I've learned that's taken me my entire career to learn. And this is something I was sharing with Jeff offline is that community does not equal customers. It just doesn't. Uh, championing a community does not mean those people are going to become your paying customers. I think as a person that, who has been a community builder professionally, that was very confusing for the entirety of my career. And it's only now that I'm starting, as Jeff mentioned, starting. I'm just getting started. I feel like I'm just getting started understanding the difference between community and customers.
0: You know it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people do you know like uh, like when they're starting out their business or they're starting out their you know their big idea, they'll go and create a Facebook group or maybe they'll do like a meetup thing and you know start inviting people over to bars so that you can you know everyone can sit and hang out and nerd out on whatever topic uh, you know that you're fronting. But the community is not your is not your customer. How do you change members of the community? Into your customers, right? Because that's something that, sure. you know, that's like the holy grail here, right?
1: Sure. So, so community can be a customer, but community isn't just by default a customer. And I don't like words like change or force or convince because, like, i I would prefer create a product, a service, something that makes a lot of sense that somebody wants to pay for, that they're excited to pay for, that they can't wait for me to alleviate that pain point for them. I think what I've realized is that people, in my experience, and I, I'm a really big believer in that there's no right or wrong. there's only our own journey to create. So this is just from what I've learned for myself relating back to myself when I'm making future decisions, is I believe people only want to pay for. I think it's three or four things. It's people want to pay for fandom. They want to pay to, like for a service to solve a pain, like a plumbing problem. They want to pay for a, a very specific product. And I don't think they necessarily want... Or they want to pay for experience. I don't think they necessarily want to pay for contribution. I think really kind people pay for contribution. I think if you catch someone on the right day with the right news article, they'll contribute because you hit them at the right time. But I think in general as an ethos, I know that as content creators, we rely on a lot of sites like Patreon or Glow.fm and a lot of these contribution model sites coming up, right? And I think contribution is a lot harder. I mean, even crowdsourcing, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, you go in with these like doe-eyed, like, oh, big dreams and thinking that you're going to totally, it's going to be easy peasy. But Even those crowdsourcing campaigns that are built for that kind of thing, even that there's a lot of resistance in contributing because at the end of the day, you're not actually buying the product. You're contributing to the mission that maybe the product will be built. And so I think that that's very important to go into knowing. It's not to say that you can't build a model that way. I think anything is possible, but I'd rather go into something knowing what the strengths and strengths and weaknesses are going to be and then make decisions accordingly rather than make assumptions like, Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to start this Kickstarter and everybody's, I mean, who doesn't want to support women in tech around the world? Everybody wants to support women in tech and it's just, mm, they don't necessarily want to support women in tech with dollars. You know, it's like, maybe some do, maybe some don't, but it's just not a default, you know? So I particularly believe the defaults again, our experience, our product, Our service and fandom, fandom like Brad Pitt creates a T-shirt every every girl wants to buy it kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Amazing stuff. So this actually leads nicely into your one big tip: your intuition is your oracle, right? Yeah. So you know, so this is really interesting, right? Because first of all, I would say common sense is not all that common, right? And intuition also, you know, and intuition also sometimes could, you know, it needs some refining. Right, Completely. You know it's like a, you know if, if you' if your intuition says to do this and eh, you're not so sure and maybe your your scared mechanism is kicking in yeah maybe you should be listening to that before you try to take a selfie off a cliff right but in this context your intuition is your oracle it's actually the you know your guiding light it's your North star right right? so how does okay. that yeah uh, how does that happen for you
1: so I don't think intuition is necessarily being impulsive like the selfie on a cliff which I have a friend who would force me to take s- pictures of him on a cliff and it would drive me crazy but like but I and I I, I think our intuition is almost always right or I, I'd like to believe it is always right but our head gets in the way I think intuition is kind of like a slot machine where you your body dings up with all sevens if you get if you get the right answer. And I think most of the time, the majority of the time, our head gets in the way and says, oh, yeah, like you like I know your body is saying to walk left, but you should really like walk right. And like a craving is different than intuition. I know sometimes, you know, the big joke is if you get drunk, you start drunk, texting all of your exes and everything that is not intuition. That's just like being drunk, you know, so I'm not talking about cravings. I'm not talking about being impulsive. I'm not talking about, you know, getting caught up. I'm not talking about forcing something. I'm talking about like serious intuition where you just have a gut feeling and you just feel it in your whole body and you it sometimes they just don't make sense and maybe it is to get on a plane to Norway maybe it is to make that right turn whatever it may be like i do feel like our intuition is our internal gps and this is how to like really look at it i built the first action sports social network i i raised i was the first person to raise money for an action sports tech company and the whole time I was doing that, I felt, how could I possibly know anything? I'd never been an entrepreneur really before. I had a starter company before I had a scuba diving e-commerce shop, but I didn't really know anything. And there were all these smart people, I thought, everywhere. And I thought, you know, a man with like peppered hair that had been executive for a billion years, obviously all of those guys are going to know so much more than me. How could I know anything? I'm too, I'm, what do I know? And so I'd put all my faith in these other people and then nothing would get done because they didn't have my passion. They didn't have my dedication. They didn't have my drive. They didn't have that gut instinct of how to build something. And yes, there are, and it's not to say that mentorship isn't a great thing, but this is just about having a gut intuition on how to drive a ship. And sometimes you literally are, even if you're 15 years old, 17 years old, 25 years old, 90 years old, whatever your dream is, it is your dream. And so you have a a gut feeling about how to drive that. Like right now in the podcasting industry, When I tell people I'm building a podcast network, the default answer is, oh, well, the business model for that is advertisers. I was like, well, does it need to be? Maybe it just hasn't been invented yet to have a different business model for a podcast network. Why has it got to be advertisers? No, 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 Esprit. That's the way it's done. Well, I'm sorry. I have a gut feeling that there's a better way. You know what I mean? And I'm going to go find, right. I'm going to go chase my gut feeling and figure it out. And and that's just what it is. So I feel like gut is inventing your own pathway, but with this internal like slot machine, triple seven kind of sense.
0: Okay. When you, okay. So basically what you're talking about here is you're using your into what you're calling intuition. Right, and you're applying some other properties to it. That's you you know your motivation. It's also you know your drive. It's your you know how you perceive the world and how you're going to move forward. How do you know if you're going in the right direction?
1: You never know. I think that's the thing about entrepreneurship. It's also the thing not to get too off business, but I think it's important in in mental health. Mental health is like such a thing right now. We have this thing as a society, where it's like. We believe like a person's going to like achieve happiness or we're going to achieve happiness. And then we're perma happy for the rest of our lives. We'll never have a bad day again because we figured it out. We're like the Dalai Lama or something. Right. I think going with the grace of like some days ebb, some days flow, it's just, Every day is different and just let the days be as they are, you know, and just have the best kind of like structure and routine around it to give yourself the best, you know, optimized chance to feel good as you go through your days. It's like entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship you don't know whether you're going the right way or the wrong way. You could only do a series of experiments and go with the flow as they happen. And when something doesn't go right, then you shift a little bit, you accept it. But if you spend too much time hating on yourself that you went in the wrong direction or hating on the situation, that's not going to energize you to find solution. So what you want to do is really, you really want to stay focused on like, What is giving you energy? What, like, are you meditating? Are you drinking your water? Are you exercising? Are you taking the breaks you need? Are you surrounded by the right friendship group to empower you? Do, do Are the people that you're surrounding yourself by in general, are they people who make you stronger or do they lift you up when you're down? Like having a architecting your surrounding for success, that's how to empower yourself when you possibly are going in the wrong direction. But you can't know if you're going in the right, dire- wrong or right direction. You just simply you do. Ex- I don't call marketing marketing anymore. I call it a series of experiments. And then I let the experiments tell me, does it work or does it not? work. If it works, I'll do more of it. If it doesn't work, I cancel it out. And there's no emotional attachment to it. And that's it. You know, when you call them marketing, you're like, this needs to work. Everybody's got to contribute to the podcast. I have thousands and thousands of listeners around the world, then they must appreciate it. They've listened for seven years now and they're all going to contribute. And then I'm mad if they don't, you know what I mean? It's like, nah, it's like they listen for whatever reasons they listen to. And you learned. I learn more about the contribution model and how that functions. You know, it's just, it's just a matter of fact all the time.
0: How does that translate into your, the level of risk that you, are that, either you or someone else is prepared to take in order to go on this path right you know your intuition is telling you to go over there right yeah go to LA I'm gonna be a star right I'm gonna I'm gonna make movies in Hollywood right and then you know they get over there and sure enough you know you end up being a waitress or or a waiter somewhere and it's like oh great now how do you do it right yeah which is you know which is very typical talk to me a little bit about how you, you know, how you interpret or think about risk as you are formulating these ideas.
1: So I don't try to be a risky person. I just take risks. I just am. But it's not like I'm trying to be a risk taker. I just want to know that I'm living my fullest life. I want to know that when it comes my time to not be... Here anymore, that I really lived. That's important to me. That's why I've traveled to over 100 countries. That's why I've taken chances in the entrepreneur. That's why I've taken chances all over the place because I I want to know that I'm living. Like I want to live a robust, exciting, story filled life. And if I'm not doing that, I'm cheating myself. And so it's not that I'm trying to be a risk taker, it's just that I want to live.
0: Okay, fair enough. How does then that translate into serving the community that you have been called to serve? Right. I mean, you've identified it, right? You've identified, yeah. you know, who, uh, who these people are. You've identified some of the uh, some of the key points of what they need to get, y- you know, out of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you uh, How do you figure out that calling?
1: So. It's like that triple seven thing. I have something inside my body that like, just my body lights up if I'm in alignment with my purpose. I read the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who survived the Holocaust. And he said what he learned was the point of life is to serve a purpose larger than yourself. And that's what enabled him to survive the Holocaust, which is incredible. And so... And I hear a lot of wealthy retired people feel very sad in their retirement because they don't feel a sense of purpose. And I like to joke that I, I got the purpose down first and I went backwards, <laughs> you know? And right. so I think having that sense of purpose, what drives me with it is that it really does electrify me when I, Uh, Yesterday, when I was doing community calls and exerting so much energy, and maybe as a business, it doesn't make sense. I don't know yet, because I'm still in the process of the experiment. I was connecting each community call, each one on one community call to another community call. And as I was doing it, as I was introducing those people, I felt in my body, this is magic. I just felt it. You just feel your whole body sparkle. And then it just it's those are those are the indicators to me that I'm on the right path.
0: Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Esprit, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about what it is that you do and how they can reach out to you directly?
1: Totally. So I'm at Esprit Devora on all social and um, definitely feel free to email me, Esprit at Esprit Devorah.com. That's E S P R E E at E S P R E E D E V O R A. And then you, we created that link and I don't have it in front of me, but Jeff has a Cambly link that you'll find in the show notes that you could book a 15 minute call with me and um, just one on one call. And um, there's no strings attached. I'm not hireable, so you can't hire me for something. It's just to be supportive of your journey.
0: Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for being so generous with that. Sure. Esprit, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time today.
1: I love that I've been on the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. We've been trying to make this happen for a while, so it's such a treat. Thank you.